Hello everyone and welcome to Mend with Cindy White. I am your host and this is episode three. So glad to have you guys on this side of the internet with me. We're here to, you know, declutter, like I said in episode one, and just have a safe space to vent, to talk about life, about all its challenges and all its burdens and all the weight and pepper of it all. But we're still enjoying the ice cream of it and boldly professing and um, unapologetically talking about the beauty that um, life can also bring us because it's not all bad it's not all bad but no yeah welcome guys welcome back um we are keeping it pushing we're keeping it moving we're keeping up with the momentum of it all I'm sure I said that word wrong momentum momentum yeah insert the right word here but no um I just wanted to just um talk about mend and um my um thoughts behind it and why I even chose that name and um just explain the logo because I'm super proud of it I designed it I didn't do it myself because I'm not a graphic designer but I did do like a rough copy of it and my friend laughed at it because she said it was really crap and I had to get a graphic designer to do it for me properly but um mend is just kind of self-explanatory healing mending restoring um that is my desire for myself and for everyone I think um life has a way of teaching us um how to live based off our traumas and um life's challenges and I want to personally um actively journey towards my healing um, and being restored and mended to a version that Christ desires me to be and who he has intended for me to be um so that's my that's why that's why we're at well, that's why we're here and that's why it's mend um but to like explain the visual behind the logo um with you can see like the shattered word in the beginning and it's you know spread it out in different places there are different fragments of the word and then as you gradually go to the end you see it being mended you see it being full and whole and you have this big beautiful bold circle at the end that is full that it has no fragments missing and that is what I desire for myself I want to be full and whole lacking no good thing and being complete so that was the thought behind it um and yeah I'm a little bit creative um but I just wanted to share that with you guys um and do a mental health check so um if I'm doing a mental health check based on this very moment right now as I'm sitting on this sofa side note new setup new hair like how you guys feeling about this setup I think it's a little bit more comfortable um for me definitely I've got sciatica so currently I'm in pain. I'm in a lot of pain but um it's just comfy it just feels more relaxed um I'm getting more comfortable with um the whole podcast thing thing um and um the setup might change again if I you know find another whatever whatever but for now I like this and I hope you like it too but anyway mental health check um so in this very moment right now not what I've been like today because I feel like today has fluctuated a lot um but if I would say right now where am I at 
um, one being the lowest, well, because not the lowest, but let's just go from one to ten because there are negatives. And I have definitely been in the negatives. Um, but today I am a six. I am a strong six and it's a beautiful testimony for me to even say that I am at a six because like I said I have been in the negatives before and um thanks and praise be to God Jesus Christ to be specific I am um not there but I am at a six if you know what that means that that is exceptional that's absolutely phenomenal and the reason why I believe that I am now at a six um is because I have been, um, I've gotten to a place where I have decided to allow the Lord to help me. And it probably sounds so weird, but I think sometimes we can, um, exclude God out of our pain and our troubles and our grief. And I have definitely done that. I have been so consumed with pain and sometimes even been comforted by that pain, um, and scared to not feel it or to scared to feel it. Um, but in, in it all, I feel like there has been, um, a missing person and that has been Christ because things have just been felt too consuming and um the re there are many reasons why I feel like I have um neglected to include him in my journey um which I will cover um in another episode based on my like my relationship with the Lord and what it's looked like whilst grieving but um now I have said you know what Lord I'm inviting you to come and do this thing with me I'm inviting you to 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 comfort me as your word says you would to those who are mourning I am inviting you to to stand you know for me um to stand for the, as you said, you stand for the widows and the fatherless and those two titles live in this household. So I am inviting you to be everything that you have said you will be to me and my children. Um, according to your word, I'm, I'm inviting you to, to allow your word to be manifested in my life in this season, in this, my grief and in my pain. Um, and I think by doing that, I, have um allowed the lord also to smile because i can only imagine like as a parent like for instance like when you know one of my kids hurt themselves and they run to me and it's like i have this magic touch like they want comfort from me because they're in pain and they're i see them being soothed and the pain you know being eased off because I've held them or because I've you know kissed the the space that the place that hurts or whatever and they feel better because I have done that for them but it's the fact that they came to me right um and they allowed me to be of comfort to them so that gives me joy so I can only imagine what it's like for the one who created me for the one who spoke me into existence for my father for Abba to feel to feel like, oh my gosh, I can finally help my child um, the way that I want to help them. 
so that is a beautiful thing a beautiful exchange that we've been having and I'm so grateful um for for his help for his presence and for him being so delicate with me um and not forceful because God is not a forceful God one thing he is not is not forceful he's not going to push up himself on anybody like he's not about that life right like everything that he does like the work has been done he he has said yo um I want to come are you gonna open the open up the door to your heart like to let me in but he's not like he's not kicking that door down let him in so for me he's just been knocking at it very gently consistently knocking at it though like he's not he doesn't leave and say oh I'll come back when you're ready no 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 he's been po- he's been waiting for me at the door <laughs> and um I finally let him in to um journey with me and I feel like though though I'm like kind of restarting my my journey um I'm not terrified of it I don't think it's going to consume me because I am journeying with my father and he has my best interests at heart so I'm at six and I'm and I'm and I'm here because of God so I'm grateful I'm so grateful um and even if you know there are days where or moments where I will be very low he's gonna be there with me now like he never left me he never fors- forsaked forsook whatever though listen you would not believe I got a star in English but he's never left me he never will um and even if I lay my bed in hell he's gonna be there with me so I know that regardless of me not letting him in or whatever, he's still been there. He's still been there. But in terms of access, um, he has full access to me now. So I'm just grateful for us. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have the Lord. Um, yeah. So I hope that encourages you to um, let the Lord in. But um, today, <coughs> sorry, today I'm... Um, I want to talk about expectations and what that has looked like for me and still looks like for me um in everything that I talk about and I share it's not from a place of I have arrived or I'm like listen to me like I said before I'm not an advisor okay um I can only share from my experiences and you know from the things I've been exposed to and you know in hopes that it will it will help me with my process and my journey of healing but also um help those of you listening to have a better understanding um of what this journey may look like you know because grief is not just grief from losing someone like someone dying but there can be grief in so many different areas in life like and that's another topic that you know we can cover in another day but um yeah yeah we'll we'll cover that we'll cover that on an on an ugh, we'll cover we will cover that on another episode but yeah I haven't arrived anywhere I'm still figuring things out but um as we're processing and journeying through this like I just want to be as um transparent as and open as I as I possibly can and I believe that the Lord is giving me the grace to do so now um to be able to share my journey 
and he has allowed it to be so that um, it helps me but also helps others and I am now seeing it I'm seeing it and I've accepted and you know what one thing that I said um, like before um, early days was like this this I'm not this is not part about to be part of like my testimony like I'm not about to be an ambassador for for those who are grieving or I'm not going to be about a spokesperson for um the w word so I still find it very uncomfortable to say widow so we're going to unpack that but um but yeah like I'm not going to be like a spokesperson for for them or, or like be talking about these things because what the heck you know um and look at me now sitting on my sofa talking about these things listen god <laughs> ah he god have you very man because who am i to fight him who am i to fight him because he always wins he always wins and he always wins because the way that my life belongs to him ah i beg just do as you please lord at this point i'm just I'm just here for you. But anyway, um to go back to um to go back to expectations. <sighs> it it is a journey. It is a journey and maybe like it's you know a very big topic to talk about which might be in different parts, but um to go from like the beginning when everything started, when everything happened, um I remember there being like a swarm of people around me like even like the next day when it happened I was laying on my sofa this sofa um and I remember like in the mid-afternoon just opening my eyes and just seeing like loads of people in my house and um I was just too consumed with reality I just closed my eyes and went back to sleep I wasn't I wasn't ready for all of that um but you know people were visiting every day it was just it was um there was a presence there was a lot and that happens not for everybody I do know that there are some people who unfortunately go through traumatic things in their lives and they are actually very much isolated which is very unfortunate but um I was so fortunate that I wasn't so I had people here I had people um who were so generous um with their time with their finances with their gifts with their um words with their prayers they were so generous um and it was it was it was overwhelmingly beautiful um there were times where it was a lot because I would deep the reality of why there were so many people around me and um it would be painful that oh gosh that's why you're here kind of thing um but nonetheless it was beautiful to have um such support um around me um but in my mind I already expected and anticipated that this wouldn't last and to be honest I didn't want it to last because I don't think that's realistic um and also I'm I like to be by myself I'm a very much very much a like I enjoy my own company and I'm safe in my own space by myself um so I wasn't scared of when everybody would leave I wasn't I wasn't scared of the silence but when the silence came, I was like, oh, okay, wow, it's very loud, right, um, so yeah, you know, it started to dwindle down, the visits started to, you know, um, become less and less and less and less frequent, and then, um, suddenly everything stopped, and, um, 
life continued for everyone else right and that's something that um I was prepared for but though you can prepare for something as much as you can but when it happens it's a different different situation so when it happened I was like whoa I remember even just looking at just normal things like even like looking through like Instagram or whatever whatever or like even just looking on the street like wondering how people are functioning the way that they are and the reality is like my world feels like it has stopped but everybody else's world hasn't stopped the same way that mine has stopped or some people's hasn't stopped at all there's just been like a little 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 break but it's resumed right and that doesn't mean that they didn't love my soul or they're not grieving my soul or they're not missing or anything like that um it's just a different experience that they're going to experience to what I'm going to experience right um in the middle of my grief counseling um the counselor shared something with me I don't it's a it's a study or like a like you know when they show you all these charts right they've got like the you know the the, the grief cycle and then um, she showed me something about um um I don't know who the study is from or whatever but it was basically those who were affected by grief and um um how they're infect- affected right and it's like this it was different rings and different circles so in the middle like the first circle in that circle was the spouse second circle children third circle um parents next siblings next extended family like aunties uncles grandparents all of that and then next um friends next um um like everybody else right and I know that that's not like a fixed thing it's not like set in stone and it's not always the case because it depends on like you know proximity to the person and relationship to the person because you can have you know um certain like I don't know friends are closer to some you know the person um or some some spouses ain't checking for their spouse like that um some people don't love each other the way that you know you would think that they would um some people don't have relationships with their parents or their siblings so it's not always the case right because you can have friends that will experience um the pain of you know the experience grief in a more intense way than some family members would and it's just it just depends on relationship right um but I say that um I say that to say that you know it put things into perspective because my reality is not going to be the same as everybody else's so I can look and think oh wow like life is really going on like it's carried on for you in it but it has and why shouldn't it you know um everybody has a right to carry on with their life um and even I have the right to carry on with my life right um but everybody's reality to this specific loss is different and um it was a it's been difficult sometimes to see how much the world still goes on because the sun is still rising and still setting like it doesn't pause because your life feels like it's paused time is still ticking like nothing freezes in real time just you're frozen right um so that has been something that was that's been difficult to adjust to the fact that life goes on do you know how wicked that felt what do you mean life goes on what do you mean I still need to do shopping 
What do you mean people still need to be fed in this house? What do you mean I still need to breastfeed because my daughter was six months? What do you mean I still, what do you mean I still need to change nappies? What do you mean I still need to wash? Like, what do you mean the car still needs petrol? Like what, you get what I mean? Like these little everyday things that you don't think about. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you actually mean that life carries on? These things still have to be done wild absolutely wild so it was difficult for me to adjust to um and still difficult for me to adjust to I haven't adjusted at all um so yeah like seeing everybody else doing their life and living life and you know it was it was quite it was quite painful at times quite triggering at times but it was what it was and it is what it is right I can't I can't change that. It's not something that I I should have to change because it just is what it is. Life must go on. It's a very harsh statement. And it's not something that I would advise anybody to go and tell somebody who is in the beginning or in any part. Like life must go on. Sorry. I'll go off. Sorry, is that even a swear word? I'm not British. I don't know if that's a swear word. If it is, apologies. Am I gotcha? We don't we don't know what bugger is it sounds like mcdonough but anyway um <laughs> um basically go away like to say to somebody life must go on go away because you're just an idiot now you're very insensitive that's another that's another video that i have people that said stupid things to me all right but anyway i digress so expectations people moved on with their lives it was difficult but no love lost and that's something that I had to tell myself people have to get on with their lives but it doesn't mean that they 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 don't love you it doesn't mean that they've forgotten about you there's no love lost they they don't they don't like think oh yeah you're over it now like I had to like tell myself these things because it can encourage um abandonment especially if you've like struggled with abandonment issues or whatever for me personally I've I struggled a lot with isolation I've always I've lived a very isolated life um not because anybody has forced me to be isolated but that's just um that's just something that has been my own personal battle I have always um um chosen isolation and um seen things from a perspective of and I've always had an isolated mindset so um I've I've things have um filtered through an isolated lens right so that was my thing so that 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 whole um life must go on thing can encourage certain um and feed certain emotions of abandonment isolation um rejection all of that all of that right loneliness depression all these things it can encourage and feed because it's looking at all of that as fertile ground for it to be like yeah 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 we can encourage these things to grow to mature um so um it was a battle it was a battle because you see certain behaviors and you, you try to like you you translate it as oh how come you you man ain't checking for me how come you man ain't checking for my kids and with those expectations like for me um because of the way that I am right um some parts of it 
um aren't the best like I said in the other in my um, episode two because of the way that I kind of see things I don't like to expect things from people um because I don't want to be disappointed and I've come to terms with the fact that it's not an issue to expect because expecting from your loved ones is your right like I want my loved ones to expect from me rightfully so because they have a right to like we are in a relationship so you should expect certain things from me and I should rightfully expect certain things from you too and there should be communication about those expectations some things don't need to be communicated depending on like um the person but expectations are okay but for me I think what the issue is the disappointment I struggle with that I don't deal well with being disappointed because it feels like a big thing it feels like the end it feels like oh my gosh like what happens now like how do we move on with this relationship how um how you know how do we move forward can I trust you again can you trust me again is it a thing of like you know it just feeds different ideas in your mind like oh do you do you love me do you even love me that way like am I pushing up myself on you am I a beg like do you get what I mean like so it it can it can mess mess with your mind a little bit mess with my mind a little bit um and it did and it does sometimes um because I think for me I anticipate disappointment as well so sometimes that will cripple me to not expect or to already be upset about um unmet expectations that most of the time I haven't communicated um because I don't feel like I should or I have the right to right but yeah so um it's been it's it continues to be a journey but in the in the beginning I didn't really necessarily I don't think I I really had a lot of expectations because I was just consumed with other things but um specific to like relationships um I just I didn't really think about it at first I just things were just happening around me things just happening around me but I on reflection um and analyzing how things have gone there have been some relationships of mine that have um 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 grown um the dynamics of them have completely changed um and they are more beautiful I would say um but there are other relationships that have suffered definitely suffered and I feel like these things happen and it's something that I am coming to terms with right because in terms of like relationships right especially when you um are coming from a unit a um there's two of you right so Marcel and I had our friends and um individual friends and friends that we shared and stuff like that and there's different dynamics within every relationship and friendship and group friendship and all of that um and you see I see different changes in them um initially I didn't initially I thought no I didn't really think about what to expect from those relationships or um what they would be like I just kind of just was just consumed in my own world and in my own bubble um and that's the thing about grief it just keeps you in a bubble at times um and it kind of sorry side note it kind of um 
you're in a bubble but at the same time you have this childlike mentality that the world revolves around you in the sense that you feel like um everybody should be aware of your pain right but not everybody is aware of your pain not everybody knows what you're going through um but yeah like you know how children are uh the world revolves around them like when they cry you meet their need like they're not thinking that you have other things to do that frankly they don't care right um and to them there's no other they don't understand that there's no other emergency no other priority aside from their immediate need and sometimes that's what grief the world of grief can be like you are in this bubble but you feel like the whole world should be aware that this thing is has happened and um act upon it whether it's to act and do nothing act and like keep away or act and do do you know what I mean like it can be it's not the same for everybody like I said this is not a one-size-fits-all but um I have found that there have been moments where that has been the case for me where um even though I am a very much isolated person um I have had that kind of um the world should revolve around me mentality or kind of grief can also make you feel very entitled to certain things um entitled for people to to, for people to care entitled for people to to um be sensitive and entitled like do you know what I mean um so yeah um yeah I have I have um I have I thought that certain relationships would would um I didn't think about the relationships I was just I was just in my own world um but yeah you just see different dynamics and things change because now there is an absence somebody somebody is out of the equation now right and in the midst of that everybody's also um journeying through their own grief and their own pain of this person there's something that I said um when um Mars passed Sorry, I'm just deeping how grateful I am in this moment to be able to sit and talk about my husband and my pain and my grief. It's such a milestone for me and I'm and I'm just sitting and just thanking God because wow. It's so healing. It's so healing for me. And I'm I'm so grateful. Because I know it's not the case for everyone. And it wouldn't have been the case for me. But God. Mm? But yeah. um, I remember I said something. I said. Nobody is going to experience. My pain. Because nobody else was. Wife to Marcel so no one's gonna be able to relate to that to that side of my grief but the thing that we can relate on is the loss of a friend because that was my friend that was my friend so I can understand the pain that some of his friends uh, 
may be going through or I can empathise with it because of course it's different dynamics of friendships right um and because I've also lost my friend I feel for you because that part that of me that has lost my friend is in agony so I understand if you're too you're also in agony because I get it we've lost our friend right yeah so everyone's journeying and things will change dynamics do change and um it's it's normal it's natural but it doesn't mean that it's still not painful right um but yeah that's something that I've had to like constantly speak over myself and you know what be like you know like people have lives that they have to carry on with people have lives that they have to return to yours is different but everybody else like they have to they have to carry on there's still life there's still life in me there's you know there's still life around them so why should they live as though there's death around them you know um so that's something that I when 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 I think about disappointments or um um yeah disappointments concerning certain expectations that I may have um I, I have to like put things into perspective and extend grace because I think about it like yo nobody owes me anything you know like nobody actually owes me a damn thing nobody owes anybody anything so if nobody does anything for me it would be painful it would it would be very sad but okay do you know what I mean um so I don't know if that's the right thing or if that's just a thing to console myself um that's when the professional therapist kicking but um I just think nobody owes me anything. So with that in mind, the things that I do receive from people, I try to say, yo, let me hold on to that man because I'm grateful that you would think of me. And there have been such, oh, people have been so beautiful towards me and my kids. Like the generosity the, the the love the poor people have poured out their heart towards us in a way that I can't even express my gratitude in words it is mending it truly is mending ah I'll, I'll tell you guys some some of the beautiful things that people have done um but just to like just to go back to like um expectations you know what I made some notes let me see that I cover the things that I really wanted to talk about because I can be quite forgetful um yeah so yeah expectations expectations regarding relationships I think 
I let me paint a picture of what I would have I would love and then I'm gonna tell you what I think about that picture right so um I don't think I don't think um I don't put my needs first all the time something that I'm learning to do but so take me out of the equation as a mother to two babies because they're babies who have lost their father incredible intentional present loving father I thought and I think okay what is life gonna be like for them right and the thought of that just mm, anyway so I think about them and I think okay how can I try and mitigate all this rubbish that has happened and the loss and the lack that they may have and experience and I think to myself okay I would my in my ideal situation I would have loved to have a brother like I don't have any brothers but I would have loved to have I just have sisters I would have loved to have a brother my personal person that shared a womb with me <laughs> like that I can boldly demand from them because like I said in episode two asking is a difficult thing for me but if I can boldly demand from you like I can boldly demand from my mom because that's my mom like sorry please come and help me you know um so if I had my person my brother um that I could boldly demand from to intervene to be a male figure in their lives a consistent and frequent because I believe those are two different things but a consistent and a frequent male presence in their life that would have been my ideal situation because I think it's so necessary I don't believe I believe that God was so intentional with having us come from male and female and making us so differently because there are certain things that a male can instill in a child and that woman cannot and one thing I'm not is I'm not a man like I can be like mandem like I'm a very much like a mandem girl like I can be tomboyish, I was very much of a tomboy, I can be um, masculine in certain aspects, like, I can be, like, road, I can be all them, all those things, but I'm not a man, I'm not a man, so, and I'm not their dad, I, I'm not their dad, right, because, <laughs> even if, like, I had this, 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 perfect scenario for myself that brother of mine wouldn't have been Marcel so I want my children to be raised by their dad I want them to see him 
to know his personality, for him to teach them right and wrong, for them to see our interaction, for them to see love between us, what that looks like, for them to learn our dynamic, you know, for for them to for him to pray over them, for their, him to 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 love on on them, you know. I wanted that. So even if I had my perfect scenario, it wouldn't be perfect because it wouldn't be Marcel right and I'll cover that in a second um but I just wish that I had a a male to just give them and say this person can be yours right um and they're not coming here to be your dad because that's something that I I definitely don't want and I remember saying one time um um my daughter's um dedication this is was for her first birthday so of course it was after Mars passed and I remember saying that yo I'm not looking for anybody to to I'm not looking for a father figure for my kids no and I remember saying that and thinking to myself oh this might be interpreted as oh every male person you, you better back off but no it was more a sense of like because I understand how certain cultures work especially mine um there is there is um there is a liberty rightfully so biblically as well like yo the person's gone now like you're free to remarry to move on anyway um and also i wanted to kind of set a precedent a warning uh that like people may see that there's a need now right but I want you to approach this need with a mindset of um I'm being a male presence around them rather than trying to fill the gap of their dad or trying to be a father figure because if anybody ever came to me with that father figure word it would have been violent it would have been it would have there would have been an altercation because especially in that in that space that I was in that's what that's what I was coming from and that's why I don't want I don't want anybody to come and try to be a dad to them because you have no right um but also it's just too much it's too much right but um I do understand the importance of uh, a consistent male presence in their lives because the fact that there's now this cycle of being a single parent, of course, circumstances are different and daddy issues and, you know, all of that, the lack of that, the fact that they may, they may, I'm not saying professing that they may, they will go through all these issues because it's not by, it's not by force. It doesn't have to be their story, right? Because God is a healer um, and he is their father. Um, but the thought of that being a potential for me, for them, terrifies me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want that for them. I want the best for them. I want the good for them. So in my own strength, I think, oh, how can I mitigate this? How can I, in you know, help? And I, I said in my own strength, right? And for me, like I said, even at the dedication, I know that the Lord will provide. I know that the Lord will provide for them and I'm praying that he does provide for them because I think it's so important for them to have somebody who they can claim as their as their own as their own male presence in their life.
you know, um, and I'm still believing that the Lord will provide somebody for them. Um, because, yeah, that's my desire for them. I just want Zayo to be able to, to rough play with, so I mean, I can do a certain level of rough play, but not like, not like how a man does it, you know, um, I can, I can do what I can, but as he grows, I want him to, to, to have the men that he knows that he can consistently rely on and consistently learn from and be a guy with you know um and it's as much as the lord i believe the lord will provide as he provides i hope that he gives me the grace to accept because it, yo those are my babies those are my babies and it's a very sore point for me um and it's something that that is my greatest that's my greatest space of everything so disappointment in that area for me is something that I more than more than struggle with and would be very difficult for me to to sit in so I'm very careful um but I'm still expectant of the Lord definitely but um when I said I was gonna go back to it I'm so grateful I remembered but um when I mentioned about um, me wanting Marcel, that's another thing that runs along with all these desires that I have. It's still a consistent thing. I say to myself, you know what? Even as I wait for the Lord to provide, and let me be very clear, just in case somebody is um, l- l- um, they're deficient in 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 sense right me saying that i don't even know why i'm even making this disclaimer but i'm not saying i believe the lord will provide because i'm saying that the lord will provide me with a man the lord will provide right um let me stop with this disclaimer because it's gonna go somewhere else but anyway the consistent thing that runs through with every thought that i have with the desires that i have with you know i want my expectations for people to do um I wish that people would do more of this and I wish that you know people would surround my children a bit more and all of that all of that all of that in the midst of all those desires and those expectations and disappointments that are wrapped up around that there's this consistent thing of I still want Marcel I want Marcel I would have loved for it to just be Marcel. So sometimes I think to myself, even if all those expectations were met, even if people swamped around my children the way that I would have wanted them to, if people took them on as their, you know, their personal responsibility and, you know, were really devoted to trying to meet a need, you know, if people did that, it still wouldn't take away the fact that what I really want is Marcel. 
right? Um, but that's something that I cannot have and they cannot have. But yeah, on a lighter note, some of the beautiful things that people have done before we end, because let's end on a high. Um, there's this amazing lady at one of the companies that Marcel worked with. Um, even the company itself, they're called Salt Mine. I'm going to shout them out. They're called Salt Mine. Um, Marcel worked with them for years, 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 years. They are, um, they are in my heart. They are family to me. Um, they really are. Those people, yo, the love of Christ. Ah, God is loving me through them like loving me through them um as a company as a unit they have they have they have stood with me and as individuals within the company and people connected to the company have have just oh I get like cards from them all the time occasion like it could be a birthday could be Christmas Easter or just a random, like the other day I got a random card from one of the sweetest ladies. Joanna, thank you for the card. She just sends me beautiful cards sometimes with just just her heart for me and the kids. And it always makes me smile because while you're thinking of me, oh my gosh, thank you. You know, um, I remember for my birthday, there's a group of Marcel's friends Um most of them are actors, <laughs> but, um, they, um, for my birthday, my last birthday, I was at home just chilling with the kids, I wasn't doing anything, I didn't want to, I wasn't in the celebrating mood, but, um, like, I had a knock on the door, and one of them came as a representative for all of them, and he had, like, the most sentimental and beautiful gifts, and they just, you know, he just spoke for, for all of them and just shared their love and their support. And I was just so blown away. Because, wow, what do you mean? They're like, oh, you know, you know, if Marcel was here, I know that he would have done something for you. But this, you know, is just what we can do. And, yo, I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> beautiful and another thing that some of them did that in that same group which touched my heart completely was um Zayo was starting school Zayo my son was starting reception and you know a big deal they're in uniform starting school um and um I was I my sister stayed over the night before we went together and I remember the week before Zayo started one of them had come round just you know just to say hi and like he was asking me about school and stuff like that he asked me to send me the hidden details and I sent it to him but like I, I wasn't like thinking about it again and then like he said it was coming um and like they had gone to like the wrong place but like it was time for Zayo to like go in um, but they were like, oh, just try and delay, try and delay. So I was like, oh, let me just go to the back of the queue. Because they said they're coming. I'm just hearing this car come down the road. Vroom, vroom, vroom. See these two big black guys running down the road in their flip-flops. And the way they were just like, just doing all like, you know, bigging up Zayo. And he loved it. Just to see that interaction. 
I wept. I absolutely wept because I thought, wow, how would it be with your dad here? You know? But to have people who think, oh, let me stand in the gap. Don't make me ball in this episode. What on earth? But yeah, to have that, I said, nah. People are kind. People are, people are kind. And there's this, obviously this, I'm just telling a few stories of people have been so beautiful, right? Um, but there's this guy, I've met him one time. One time. He was in, um, doing a play with, um, with Marcel. One of the, the last shows that he was on. So he was there for like four or five months with him. I've met him one time. But him and Marcel, they just, they were just, they just clicked. They were just very close in a short space of time, right? Um, his name is Elliot. His name is Elliot. Um, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning his name. Um, but the other, the other two guys that came, um, Dean and Kieran, thank you. And the rest of the gang, thank you so much. Um, but, um, for Elliot, he, um, yeah, so after like the funeral, after everything, he, you know, stayed in contact, messaged me and asked me for like to send him my birthday and the kids birthdays sent it to him so since master's passed i've had my birthday titi's first birthday zale's fourth birthday my birthday again tiru's birthday and zale's birthday is coming up so there's been five birthdays since and he has sent something for us each time and it's not like we speak in between that you know I gave him the dates once. And without fail, something has come through that door for us. And every time it happens, I'm just like, it just reminds me of the scripture. I was like, who am I that you are mindful of me? And I just see the Lord loving on me through these people. And allowing me to know that I am not forgotten. My children are not forgotten. And they will never be forgotten. And that they will lack no good thing. So I'm so grateful. So grateful. For those who. Who have poured out towards us. May the Lord richly bless you. May your cup never run dry. May you live in the overflow. And that's just a small amount of beautiful things that people have done for us. And as much as I I have received, I also want to give. Because I don't want to be in a position where I mean, it's hard because I'm not that kind of person, but I don't want to ever be in a position where because of my circumstance, I sit on a receiving end because people have been too kind to me. 
And the reason why I think it's so important to extend grace when people fall short, when you expect them to, is because we also need grace. And an example of that is like, for me personally, like in this time, I think to myself, yo, I have had people around me that have experienced loss and I have only been able to been able to support them based on my ability and capabilities and I could have probably done more and they have extended grace to me so sometimes it's about giving people the opportunity to be present for you as well which is what I'm learning to do but um I'm so grateful so grateful to be loved the way that I am to be remembered the way that I am um and I'm still working on this expectations thing and disappointments thing um but I'm not doing it alone God is with me. <laughs> Guys, this is the end of episode three. It's a little bit longer this time. But yeah, let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. And I will see you in the next episode. I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye.